Technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots. Thought tells me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight. My name's Adam. My name is Nathan. And this is a very special episode of Line of Sight that we will completely wing <laughs> uh we thought it'd be a good idea we haven't been winging the other ones <laughs> yeah, no they've been completely scripted and <laughs> prepared yeah uh yeah we thought we've been banking a lot of episodes uh i'm sure you've been able to tell just from some of the past ones and certain things come up during the the month that we thought we could address every at least once a month so that it is a more current episode. So um, we are recording this a week in advance. And uh, the last episode was Little Mermaid. It was just released today. Uh, Huge response. The internet's going nuts. Yeah. I, I think we crashed the internet twice. Yeah. I think the term is we broke the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sorry about that. And uh, if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, I asked for questions so that we could record this episode today and uh, maybe answer some listener questions and flooding in overwhelming response (laughs) from the fans, which we appreciate the ones and twos of you. (laughs) Uh, yeah, and I guess that's the other thing is, uh, so that was the fourth episode and we've been doing it weekly. So we've been releasing these for a month now. Mm -hmm. So let's take some time and just reflect on the first month of podcasting. Sounds good. How has it changed our lives? (laughs) Well, it's harder to go out in public. That's for sure. Yeah. As soon as someone hears your voice, they say, aren't you the guy? (laughs) Right from when that podcast, I try to disguise my voice when I'm yeah. like ordering food, <laughs> or thanking a cashier, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it I feel like a radio personality because people you usually don't know what the person on the radio looks like, yeah. or at least you used to not. <laughs> and people would always assume you're on the radio because. They would say you have a face for radio. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I actually, I don't have a cold right now. This is me. I've been disguising my voice for the past <laughs> little while. So I'm just trying something out today. Yeah. Your regular voice sounds like you're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, 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 the trend in our, our views or not views listens Let's, uh, let's consult the old computer machine. How do you work this thing? Uh, I don't know what happened. I think last the last week, our Batman one didn't get a lot of plays, and I feel like it's the name. Yeah, I think so. Adam V. Nathan Donna Podcast doesn't say Batman or Superman anywhere in it. Right. So I, don't, I think anyone looking for stuff... No one's going to come across that, whereas any other one has uh, 
that's the Disney in the title or Independence Day. I think uh, I was actually listening to Conan's uh, podcast this week. He had Lennarbin on, and I don't. You, I'm not a regular listener to it, but I love Matt Gorley, who is his producer, and he's a podcast extraordinaire. And he, but then I was just looking at the feed, and like they re-release stuff. Oh. And it's just like, because I was just scrolling through, and it's just like, yeah, a re-release. So I guess if you're subscribed or whatever, it's just like a rerun of a TV show type of thing. (laughs) And so something like that, even, right? Like, if we ever had a break, right? You could do weekly. (laughs) Or re-release Batman Superman under another name or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, I think that was a good episode. I think is I think I prefer conflict in that yeah. that's not we are gushing about Disney and that's great, but then having disagreements then you are told and figure out things and hear things that you've never thought of before and then it's uh and I think it's more entertaining. Personally I like Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can the Disney ones, um we're not that divided on anything. No. Uh, Maybe eventually, but not on ones that we've covered. Yeah. So, so far we've done 2000 to 2019. And then, um, like I said, just today we released the 90s Disney Part 1, The Little Mermaid and Rescuers Down Under, which I guess, I don't know, maybe this can also act as a bit of a behind-the-scenes we originally recorded that in one night we did that and went into Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And all together it was like over four hours. Right. So we split it. So uh, that's why the runtime on that one's only like an hour and 45. Yeah. Uh, it's our shortest episode <laughs> yet. So I feel like it is definitely odd re listening to it. Uh, Little Mermaid, like, we do not go into crazy detail. There's a bunch of things, and we can go back into it, but, like, I wanted to talk about her death, Ursula's death, like, oh, yeah. and, like, we don't talk about a lot of things. Yeah, I feel like we <laughs> we got more into it than we were probably planning on. Right. But then pulled back because we were thinking, we have more to cover, <laughs> we should move on. <laughs> right. More in thir- uh, More important things to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the podcast, but talking about podcasting, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I love podcasts. We're going to do a whole episode on just podcasts, probably mostly movie podcasts, but podcasts that we love yeah. and just that in general. And it is a lot of work, but I understand how people say it, like when they have a job. That it's like, this is not work if you love it, right? And it's just like, yeah, I could understand like professional athletes or professional podcasters or TV entertainers and stuff like, yeah, it is work and it's consuming your life and time and it's not always fun. But the first four episodes plus that we've done and editing, like it is time consuming, but it really hasn't taken besides driving around a little bit yeah it really doesn't take that much time away like okay yeah it takes hours to edit these things 
It's just yeah. like I'd probably just be watching TV or <laughs> anyways, and it's actually fun and enjoyable. Yeah, like, the easiest part is the podcast part. Right. Like when you're when we're just talking for three hours yeah. or more. It's yeah. just it's so natural. And yeah. that's I think why that's what it was easy to just get into it. Yeah. Like it I hear that in long. other shows too. People love being guests on podcasts because then they don't have responsibility. <laughs> yeah. And, it's yeah. just like see you later, you guys deal with the rest. And speaking of guests, we we uh want to have guests. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's uh, email. Yeah, <laughs> email us. At... It's a non-paying position, but uh, if you want to apply for a, a guest spot, they're they're booking up. So, uh, email right. lineofsightpod at gmail dot com if you want in. Uh, do you want to talk about what we have in the pipe? Sure. Um. So obviously. 90s Disney Part 1. We're continuing that series. Right. And then uh, we will be going... We have done... They're in the can. In the can? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, A bunch of the 90s more. Little Mermaid is done. So Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, and Aladdin are all done. And edited and just sitting... The big four. Digitally waiting. Yeah, they each get their own episode. And no, then no we, more of this ambitious <laughs> try to squeeze yeah. more than one in. I think we could probably finish off the rest of the nineties in I would like to probably say two episodes. Probably two, because there is a lot. Yeah. The and we like them a lot. Yeah. It's not there's a lot of people that just like brush them aside, but there's a lot of gold yeah, there. Yeah, talk about those for a yeah. while. It's like it's almost like the heights or uh yeah, the big four were at such heights that even, like, dwindling down is, like, even their offshoots are amazing. The bar is so high, even if you come down a little, you're still up pretty high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I guess, so we have four in that series, and then we're thinking another two, so six. Six episodes just to cover Disney in the 90s. Yeah. And yet, <laughs> we didn't go into as, as insane of detail, but we did two decades in right. one podcast, which some may have thought was too long. Yeah. I'm I'm on both minds about that. I love long podcasts. I get excited yeah. when, on my favorite podcasts. When I see a three, even a four-hour runtime, I'm pumped for it. Yeah. Other people can't handle it. And my only concern personally for our stuff, it's like, I just felt the best stuff was back-ended on that episode, where it's just, like, people giving us a chance, and it's like, well, I want you to hear these parts, but you know what? It's the nature of the beast. Who cares? It fits, and we're just learning as we go anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, or we're not learning at all. <laughs> and we're just we haven't learned a thing. No, we're just talking. Um, yeah, that's um, another reason why I wanted to do these. Is there's times we'll record an episode, right? And then either before or after, we're still talking for like another half hour or Easy. more, 
And it's like, this should be on the show. Right. So this is kind of in place of not recording all of that. We'll just deliberately right. record our ramblings. Yeah. And then uh, are we going through them? Like, so we have an episode that's been recorded about movies that make us cry. Yeah. We think we've teased a couple Times. yeah so we've actually recorded it's so it. hard because we have recorded it a ton it's like i don't know what people have heard no <laughs> so maybe we have right maybe we haven't uh uh we definitely did kind of with the uh we we're talking in the independence day the yeah. very first one we we're talking about the the patriot yeah we should uh <clears throat> this gives me an idea we should do commentary tracks on our past episodes <laughs> And just re-listen to them and talk over <laughs> what we're saying. That is, uh, that's entertainment there. <laughs> that's gas. Uh, Actually, yeah, someone even said, you because we've, we've done these about specific movies, they said, you should just have the movie on while right. you're talking about it. Yeah. And we've talked about doing maybe commentary tracks. I wouldn't mind, maybe, but yeah, I find... I don't know if it could work. I think we should test it one time at least. Yeah. But uh, it's always... I love listening to non-official commentaries. <laughs> like uh, Red Letter does it sometimes. And like they'll do it for movies that I have zero interest in. But I'll check out it just because I'm entertained by them. Yeah. So, yeah. Stuff like that. So, the, yeah. The Tears one is going to be things that make us cry. Uh, both... Uh, both with an L, uh, happy and sad tears. And then there's also, we did a star Wars one. Yeah. The current, just current star Wars last two, because the final episode nine is coming out soon. So we thought we'd, uh, yeah. prep for that. So that episode should be coming out before star Wars that whenever in December. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just did uh, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. Didn't really we touched on Solo and Rogue One, but they were not focused on. Uh, and then we did last week on obscure movies that we think are really good. Yeah. <laughs> just like a not really, but just ten each roughly, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it went well, and it's just interesting to... Gives a deep look into... <laughs> our psyche. <laughs> and it, it was actually funny, and I don't know if you planned it, or if... I don't think I planned my list uh, to have a theme. No, not at we all. we both ended up having... <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you'll it's have funny. to tune in and find out. Yeah, but, what, uh, what is the theme? I, I feel like both the crying... I don't know if, again, you've planned... Like it, yeah. you're thinking through, you had kind of a theme, and yeah. then I kind of follow a certain like scene makes me cry, right? And then I feel like it flips. From yeah, the it's weird. <laughs> obscure favorites. It's like, yeah. Anyways, you'll check it out. Wait and see about those. Those are, I think, those are good episodes because we'll do a lot like those. It's basically just a list, mm-hmm. and we get to talk about a, uh, a movie for a short time, just a little bit. Of I it already think. For our 100th episode, 96 episodes away, <laughs> but almost 
90 episodes away. We have a pile recorded already. Yeah. I think we should just do a top 100 each <laughs> of all just time. Just of all time. And then this is, uh, yeah, you just pound through them, do like one or two sentences, and then for the last like 15 or 20, then you can get into more detail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because then it'd be insane. Uh, have you seen any movies in the I, movie houses? <laughs> I don't know the last movie I went to see. Uh, I don't tend to I get don't. out much. <laughs> no, and I... I'm, so we're uh, another... Uh, breaking the fourth wall here, the audio wall. We're recording at Adam's. And uh, so I drove here tonight, and it's like, you got a movie theater, like, I know, it's 30 seconds away. <laughs> away. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you got it. It's, yeah, it's funny, though. Uh, I I think about it, but I think part of it is just, um, I mean, she's four now, but, like, having a kid changes right. things. But also, Brenda's schedule. Right. There's lots of times when yeah. I can't go out because she's working right. late or whatever. So, and then when we are both have a night off together, tend to do stuff together, and then we wouldn't. We'd have to have a babysitter or whatever going out. So, right. yeah. anyways, yeah. See, that's funny because it seems like your wife likes to spend time with you <laughs> and <It's weird>. watch <laughs> movies. My wife, we. Don't spend any time together. <laughs> and she insists that I go see movies by myself. Uh, no, she likes... We rarely watch stuff together. It's odd. Like, once in a while, for sure. But it's... Uh, I mean, yeah, we don't always, the but there's... I mean, she likes movies. The difference between us, though, is uh, she's more of a rewatcher and isn't as into new stuff. Right. Whereas I want to see everything. Yeah. And I don't mind rewatching things, but I I miss out on things that I want to watch because she'll she doesn't know. I usually try and pick out stuff. It's like you will like this. We will watch this and you will like it. Right. That is not as common as we pick out stuff that we've already seen. Line, we will watch this and you will like it. <laughs> that hurts my soul in that there's so many things in my life where it's just like, I know things that people would love and they don't give them a chance. Yeah. And it's not even like that I like it. It's just like, this is made for you. I know your personality. <laughs> I know what you like and it's like check this out and people just oh, no, no. it's just like it's like yeah i don't get lots of people unless they discovered it on their own or yeah. it's like popular in just the culture in general it's like i'm not gonna waste my time or check it out but yeah no i go see a lot of movies by myself but I actually was challenged a couple of weeks ago and I accused of seeing so many. And then it's like, I don't see, and I guess that I probably go see maybe 25 to 30 movies a year. That's what I guessed. And then I'm like, 
but then we have this beautiful app called Letterboxd, and I went through the last two years, and it's on average, actually, only about 15, <laughs> which is still more than one a month, but even this year, I saw Endgame three times, I saw, what was the other one, uh, two to- uh, John Wick two times, like, I'll see a lot of movies twice, because... <laughs> I don't like waiting around for people, so I'll go see it Thursday or Friday night, and then if it's not even, it doesn't even have to be good, but like, if someone wants to go see it again, if someone invites me, okay, yeah, let's do it again. Yeah. So, I see around 15, 20, 10 to 15 to 20 a year, it all depends. Like that's the number of movies or times you go out? times I go to the theater. Yeah. So that's yeah, it's less movies because a couple probably a couple of those are doubled up. When for me it's like maybe five movies. Really? And I just uh, maybe a bit more. But it's still and like, it's only the last few years because listening to certain podcasts. Yeah. And I'll want to see it and hear them talk about it or nothing else to do. Or I'm invited, or just, uh, like, in the summer, it's like, boom, 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 every week, but then it, like, August really cools down, and, yeah, you just, and then I used to see them to kill time, all the time, <laughs> it just, uh, but just, like, how my life works or whatever, not so much now, but it was just, like... Yeah, I had two hours to kill. I'll try to go see a movie or something like that. But yeah, this past little while, like I've seen Ad Astra, saw Joker, saw Rambo. Yeah, so. But That's like one a week. Yeah, recently. <laughs> but all of August, it was like a dry spell. Yeah. Yeah. August is usually pretty bad, I felt. I, this was my theory last year, how well Venom did. Because I'll check every week what's coming out. And Venom did really well. And I'm convinced it's because there was like a month there. Where like, there was nothing for the 18 to 40 year old men. <laughs> right? And it was yeah. just like, oh yeah, well it came out. And then it was just like, well we've been wanting... We, Young men haven't seen anything for yeah. a month, so give us anything. But I'm excited for 1917. Uh, uh, Sam Mendes, Skyfall director. Oh, it's like a World War One. Yeah. yeah, I think I that looks cool. Yeah, I'm not actually excited at all, but Star Wars is happening. There's yeah. that Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, uh, I think will be. Not bad. And Frozen 2. Frozen 2, I cannot say I'm excited for. <laughs> it's coming out. But it is coming out. I saw a bunch of toys at Walmart today. Oh, yeah? For that. And then, like, even next year, I don't think it will be that good. But uh, probably Daniel Craig's last James Bond, I think, is April or May. I think April, which is odd. It's usually November. James Bond's November. But yeah, they had all those issues. Yeah, it's always November because that's my birthday, and I always 
recall seeing which one was it one of the Pierce Brosnan ones I think uh, maybe even Tomorrow Never Dies Ooh. which he brought up on the previous yeah podcast. we're getting the exclusive broadcast rights to China for 100 <laughs> years what a deal uh, in the news our good friend Martin Sorsese mm-hmm. has made a few comments uh, about the Marvel films. I think, see, I didn't even check it. Was it comic books in general or Marvel specifically? He specifically said Marvel, but people are speculating it's just superhero comic book movies in general. And right. He, kind of like your parents calling any video game system a Nintendo. Yes. He's exactly. an old man saying. Marvel right. as a blanket statement for everything. Right. But, uh, yeah. So, he, what did, what's his line? Those aren't sen- cinema? Or what was yeah, the phrase? Yeah, something like that. Something about them not being cinema. And, funny enough, this comment came after Adam V. Nathan Donna podcast came out. Maybe he heard us. I think he listened because you said that... Marvel movies are not cinematic. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're TV. And then immediately after, he's in the in the news saying right. they're not cinema. And it's not a, a stretch from yeah. Well, what I'll you I'll have to say it's not my original thought that Marty stole from me. We're <laughs> on first name Marty. Uh, it is uh, suspicious timing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that would be amazing. Uh, but. I don't even know if he knows how to work a podcast machine. Uh, no, where, where I get that thought, I wouldn't say it's original to me, but I agree with it, is Jay from Film Junk pushes that quite a bit, that Marvel movies are televisual, is his wording. And the more I think about it, the more I agree. <laughs> The thing, okay, but who cares, who cares about that? We're going to get it do it again. But who cares about that? But him saying they're not cinema, there's something, like, okay, what makes a movie a movie? Like, if I have my iPhone and film you for an hour and a half doing something, is that a movie? Or is he saying cinematic, like, deserves to be in a theater? Like, yeah, no, because this relativism... I do hate, but at the same time, well, if it's just moving pictures, if that's all that requires this definition to work, and you can say Sharknado is just as much a movie as The Godfather, well, then he's wrong. But if there's some. They are a movie. Right. So, yeah. His phrasing is they are not cinema. So then it's like, so what, what do you think? the definition of cinema is like well i think he expanded yeah where it's like something about the human condition and that's where i would agree with him i don't i uh, but i'm not like i love the marvel movies i don't like them as much as you but i do love them like these people that dc versus marvel fans that's the other whole theory are there actually dc versus Marvel fans, or Star Trek versus Star Wars people, I feel like 
what what do you call those two circles that run diagrams? Venn diagrams. It's like I think ninety percent of the people are the same big people. Overlap, <laughs> right? It's like I'm a Marvel fan and a DC fan, and just like if you prefer one over the other, but it's like everyone that's going to see Force Awakens first night is seeing Endgame first night too. Yeah. Like I feel it's like ninety percent of that crowd is the other crowd, so yeah. it's just like a weird thing to like pretend. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's got to be people online that like they're on a DC message board saying, "Let's boycott Endgame." It's like you are a drop in the bucket, a drop in the ocean. Like, and I feel like it's the same as me being disappointed in Star Wars. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but like it's not boycotting like i'll boycott in the sense of when they become so horrible that i don't want to watch them anymore but like i'm not boycotting because i'm just you're you're yeah i'm disinterested yeah Yeah, it's not boycotting because i want their business to fail i'm indifferent but yeah. yeah but so i would but i would agree with marty that they don't say much about the human condition I still love them. Like, you can look at my letterbox. I, I love the Avengers, the lot. I do think Infinity War and Endgame and that 20-year run, I was arguing with my good friend Steve the other day. He was saying anyone can do it. It's like, no, you can't make a 20-movie run because you have to be financially successful to keep it going. Yeah. It's not, like, you need the properties and you need... Continuity. Yeah. Decent I think it is something special. But what does Endgame tell us about the human condition? Not that it can't tell us anything, but it's like in comparison to like any award season. Not that the Academy but is always right, but like. Then what do you mean by the human condition? Like that we don't learn anything about humanity? Like. Well, yeah, like they're all the make same. Sacrifices. Like, Endgame is, is kind of special because it is that, like, the last one, so everything's already kind of set up. But there is some uniqueness in Tony Stark has to make a decision, even before anything really starts. It's five years later, he has the life that he wants, and then even then he has to make it, that decision. Okay, even though I've got this life, there are other people that have lost, and I owe it to them. Or I don't even owe it to them, but they deserve to have this righted and he wants to do it on the exception that he gets to keep what he's gained and then at the very end he has to make that other another decision to okay do i save everyone and then i miss out or well i think the first decision means a little something but they almost play like of course he's going to do it yeah. because how could you not do it and i even i don't want to be taken away from it i think they're great it's a good solid movie the two of them combined especially but like what is he not gonna snap his fingers and save everyone including his wife and daughter like there's there's gotta be another way (laughs) but no because he has to do it anyways like everyone should all all, and that's the other thing everyone there i think would have you know what I mean? Captain America, Thor, Hulk, every chance. yeah. So like, it's not. It's not that there's nothing to say about the human condition, but it's just like, 
My problem with his statement is he says that he tried to watch them. So then it's like, so what, you watched Iron Man? And then we're like, it's not for me. Right. And then now you're just making this statement because they've been so successful and you haven't even seen the past nine years of films. But there has... I have to say that, they're like, his movies... It's like, it'd be something if Michael Bay was saying that. <laughs> where it'd be like, shut up, you have no idea what you're talking about. But, like, Martin Scorsese only... Not... They're not, like, all amazing, but they are all kind of... There's never really a big dud. And, like, he's still pumping out who knows what the Irishman is going to be. But, like, Wolf of Wall Street and Departed and Goodfellas. Like, those are pretty amazing movies. So it's not like he's coming from a place of, like... It's not like us just shooting... (laughs) <laughs> at, at the hip and saying ridiculous things. Yeah. Overall, I yeah I know that he's a great filmmaker. He's qualified to say something. Yeah, but there's still some of his movies I don't like. That's not like to I, like them. And it's fine. I know, but it's like that's the thing is anyone can say anything about anything. They can have their opinion. Yeah, that's so. Fine. It's like even though I'm not saying. I don't like that that movie, so that's not cinema. But for him to say that something is not cinema just because he didn't like a movie or two that he saw, or he he's judging it on trailers or whatever, it just seems like he's not well informed. <laughs> I think he's a little too well informed. I uh, I won't like the cinema line. I'm not even sure exactly what that means. But if he's just saying, talks about the human condition, like, if you just put it, like, this is not how you should speak about these things. But if you put on a scale of 1 to 10, what, like, I don't know, Schindler's List is number 10, is at the top of human condition and suffering and, like, story, story, and, like, something's happening there. And... What's at number one? I don't know. Transformers or something, <laughs> right? I would say one the, of the sequels for sure, <laughs> right? Transformers, whatever. Pick your number. I don't know. Where do the Marvel? Where do those twenty Marvel movies sit? I would say between a four and a five, maybe a three sometimes. <laughs> As far like the better ones. Like, Thor Ragnarok, you could say maybe a 6 or a 7. But, like, as an average, maybe 4 or 5. But, see, I don't see how... Thor Ragnarok is an entertaining movie. Right. But what about that makes it more about the human condition? Well, not... not like, what, well, just because Just because it's more entertaining to you? Like, no, not even entertaining. Like, that he's... And see, this is the there's, thing. Because there's a lot in... There's more devastation. The dark world. Well, like, maybe even Iron Man 3 or something. But, like, it's... They feel a little... And, like, this is not against them. But they do feel a little uh, sitcom-y. Where it's just like, okay... Or James Bondy, Where it's like, set up bad guy. We fail at first. We win it at the end. Like, they're, like this rinse and repeat type stuff and it's fine 
but it's just the same thing over and over again. And I like it. I do like things over and over again, but it's just like, what? I don't know. Like, there's movies about obsession or, like, even that. Like, where's the romance in 20 movies? There's, like, nothing. Not that I'm not saying you need it, but it's just, like, there's these big categories. And it's just, like, action, adventure, and that's all we got. Like, spectacle. Like, if you take the special effects out of Marvel movies, some of them is just, like, would you watch these things? Based on special effects, like if the the special effects were like out of them, or like oh, like the action scenes like cut down a lot because I don't know I'm I'm always wrong on my very few that I would think that um I wouldn't care about the characters. I think that's the driving force is that there's a lot of really charismatic characters. Some people would even say to a fault. Where, uh, and it's not every movie, but we'll just use the Avengers as an example, written by Joss Whedon, which some people always make that comment where everyone is just a little too quippy. I would agree on the first one. I love the first one. I think the first one is good. I don't think it falls into that territory because Captain America is never cracking jokes. Like, he stays pretty true to his character. Right. Well, I think he has funny lines like, I understood that reference. Right. Like, that's not him being funny. It's being kind of cute and endearing that he's this old man. No, and I, I do think there is a little... Like, I I don't dis, totally disagree with people saying that they're too... Uh, it's too... Everyone sounds like Josh... Josh? Joss. Joss Whedon. Although, Stan Lee kept calling him Josh. <laughs> I would, too, if I was no one man. No one can correct him. Yeah. But... No, and funny coming from him, I did do think he could write in other people's voices. Specifically, I think he was pretty good with Captain America, with the uh, and God doesn't dress like that yeah. thing with Thor, and it's just like traditional Captain America, Protestant, waspy yeah. guy, it's especially. Like, <laughs> Josh hit- Whedon being, yeah. he's an atheist. Like he's pretty vocal about that. Right, but, but yeah, still understanding. A, a good line. There's only one God. Like that's that's a line in an Avengers movie. Think about that for right. a second. Right. Captain America saying, "There's only one God," and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Right. No, that's it's excellent. So I like people so, yeah, being able he, to write for other people, and uh, yeah, yeah, that one actually, yeah, that maybe isn't even a good example of him not being able to. No, he's down on everyone because even like Bruce Banner's got his own character that he's not too quippy, but like he's uh, got like his little lines. Yeah, Uh, I'm. I don't. But I'm just saying, like, out of all these movies, like, what is the big, what is the character arcs of all these guys? Not that they don't have them, but it's just like, I feel Tony Stark's character arc is in Iron Man 1 and from Iron Man 1 to Marvel 20 or 21 whatever Endgame was like it's the same don't be self I'm a little selfish at the beginning and I'm not selfish at the end it's just like okay yeah we've already did that we did that in the first movie 
and it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I like it. Like that's the thing. It's not. I think that maybe for him, like for solo movies, so far each one has had three, like the three main ones. Yeah. Thor is going to get another one, but uh, and there's some new guys that haven't had more than one. But uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. I I do feel like there is definite definite development over the span of all these movies, especially Captain America. Uh, like even just him, uh, Civil War, which you were saying is not so great. Like it's, that is. One it's of the, the worst biggest... Avengers movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Captain America movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there there is you see this change in the character, and it's not even one of those like you in the episode not yet aired talking about Luke and how that's not even his character. Right. You can see this is the same Captain America, but he's changed. That's fine. I agree. They do a so they anyways, do a way better job at character development than uh, what's his name Star- Giggles. Uh, <laughs> Ryan. 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 Yeah, so, anyways, this is, uh, for Marty, since you're a subscriber. Right. I disagree with you, and I've read other people kind of standing up, like, uh, James Gunn and... Well, Samuel Jackson and stuff. Samuel Jackson, Robert Downey But Samuel Jackson, not that he doesn't know what he's talking about, but it's just like... He'll do anything. (laughs) What are you talking about? Like, you got, you got Quentin Tarantino stuff but then you also have snakes on a plane stuff so it's just like and this is not even judging that but it's just like even that like Quentin Tarantino movies that Samuel L. Jackson has been in he would have to admit that those are something special and say more about themes and human conditions and character arcs than snakes on a plane and a million other low rent garbage welfare movies but also, that he's made. they have different goals. It's not like right. someone Snakes on a That's Plane what, is a very special sound like me. thing because it was a product of the internet. Right. It was something that I th- think someone found out the name and they didn't know anything about it and then people just started posting things of like, oh what if this happened in it? And they were like that's a good idea. We're going to just rewrite this whole movie and they put in all this stuff that people on no, and message boards came up with and it became this special thing. Not that it even comes out as like a masterpiece. It no, is kind but of... you sound like me. You should judge things on what they're trying to accomplish. <laughs> and, but I'm saying... So, but I'm does saying... that mean they're not cinema just because no, they were trying to see, accomplish I something th- different? I think they are cinema, but I agree that they barely talk about the human condition. They do not reach the heights of and that's the bet. And that's, I'm not saying that <laughs> know, it's I'm bad. Just... I'm just saying that he does have a point that like, they are, they are Saturday morning cartoon, a little higher than Saturday morning cartoon versus like, they're not HBO series or whatever you would say the best TV is. They are, but I would, I would see it as somebody saying, uh, that a graphic novel is not a book. Well, it's not. <laughs> They're a different medium, so it's right. not a perfect metaphor, but like a comic book movie, I mean, I guess yeah. 
it can be a movie as well but for the most part it's it's trying to just be a superhero movie it's i see like i don't like uh big bang theory but i see the marvel universe more as thursday night sitcom versus like any drama er breaking bad pick up whatever like game of thrones something more meaty there's not a lot of meat in the marvel movies even i'm always full i know (laughs) (laughs) but well that's whatever Take it or leave it. <laughs> Marty Scorsese. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's... I think people... Yeah. Not that they're flipping out about this. Yeah. But like, I think a better analogy is if someone who is like uh, <coughs> a painter... Right. If Leonardo da Vinci looked at Picasso and said, it doesn't even look like a person... This guy's not a painter. That's not art. If he said that's not art to a Picasso because it didn't look as real as the stuff that he's doing, that is a perfect analogy of what Martin Scorsese is saying. Uh, Yeah, but he's not saying it's not art. He's just not saying it's very good art. It's not cinema. Well, I would say... He's saying it doesn't belong in the theaters. I know people will think I'm insane for this, but I guarantee I could paint a Picasso before (laughs) I could paint a... Uh, da Vinci but it's all <laughs> subjective so it see this is a, this is a good discussion we should have a whole episode everything is subjective in a weird way but at the same time there are there has to be standards I don't know just because I can't define them perfectly doesn't mean they don't exist and just in like you have judges for figure skating and diving competition yeah. there are well, you could just say, well, that was a perfect dive in the eyes of the South Korean judge. And it's just like, well, no, it's not a perfect dive. These are these standards. And I think the same thing goes with art. And everyone, not everyone, but a ton of people would disagree with me. But, like, there's something, I think, natural and objective in that, like, maybe not so much with movies, but, like, just art. There's, you go to the great art museums in Europe. I can find professors that can articulate it way better than I can, but there's something way more artistic and beautiful and wonderful about these grand canvases of, like, Moses or the Roman emperors versus, uh, what's his face, uh... Splatter guy. What's this? Uh, Jackson. Yeah. Pollock. Yeah. I don't... Like, you cannot convince me that they're at the same... They could be... That can be art. I'm not saying it cannot be art. I'm just saying it is not at the same level. It's like saying, when I go play hockey, I am doing a shadow of what Sidney Crosby is doing. Yes, we are both on skates and we are on ice and technically I'm playing hockey, but there is it is not in the same universe as his thing is a yeah, I remember a school teacher of ours in elementary school, Mr. Ritchie. 
saying when we're in gym class and he's like I don't know what he called it he's like what the Blue Jays do is baseball what this is I don't know (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like yeah exactly it's a shadow of it it's a whole discussion and (laughs) debate because yeah you could pick out these are the painters that paint the best in this style and then once you've rounded all those up deciding okay now what's the best style and then now you have your greatest painter in the world everyone's going to pick something different right because they have their own preferences so right but i refuse to believe and i think it's just not it's just a lack of conviction for people to pretend like not all modern art but a lot of modern art is garbage and it's like that the phrase my kid could do that it does yeah. apply so marty uh I don't talk bad about our podcast just because we brought this up just leave us a five-star review and be on your way right well uh we'll we'll leave this topic we'll have to hashtag now. them in the show notes <laughs> and etc oh yeah uh, oh, yeah um Send us an email if you want to be a guest. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, do you want to... So I asked our listeners for... I don't know if you want to save this for the end, but uh, since I brought it up, uh, maybe I'll just sprinkle these throughout. I asked the listeners for some questions that they have for the podcast. Oh. Um, this... Well... One I got in person from my wife. Oh, okay. She wanted to know what's our favorite Disney princess and why. And I don't even know if I can answer. I feel like we bring it up in another episode, but why well, are like we can mention like we were gonna do a whole episode on this topic. Yeah, we did. I don't know if uh, if this will ruin that or anything, but I think it's more just what's our favorite, and I don't. We were we were planning on uh, judging or rating the Disney princesses. Right. I think we could still do that. Who cares? I don't it's think like I don't think this ruins it because we wanted to be a little bit more meticulous than just this is I like her I like her I don't like her we'll have reasons behind things and I know my answer you want my answer I know your answer but go ahead <laughs> okay well I have two <laughs> <laughs> and I think I know them both but go right. Ahead. <laughs> Uh, best looking Disney princess, Sleeping it was, Beauty. It was just favorite, but favorite. If Belle. looks are what's important to you, well, they are. <laughs> I'm shallow. I'm just thankful that my wife doesn't care about looks. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, best looking Sleeping Beauty, best favorite, uh, is Belle, hundred percent. Yeah, and. We'll get into it in the Beauty and the Beast. I think we've already mentioned it in previous. That being one of my favorite Disney movies in general. Right. So you'd think Belle would be like, I like Belle a lot. And that's Brenda's favorite. So it's like, she's up there. 
but I'm very undecided because recently, I think because of my daughter getting so into Aladdin, right. Jasmine is, is way up on my list now because just from watching that and right. really paying attention to things and she, I've always thought she's quite good looking. Uh, I'm not always, um, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, <laughs> talking about ethnic, uh, <laughs> looks, it's not, it's not that I'm not usually attracted, but it's not what I'm looking for. It's just, she, she's good looking. She's, uh, very strong and, uh. Do you want a racist comment from me? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Always. <laughs> but it, I feel completely justified in this. I would say, just like anything, if you choose to uh, judge them at their best, <laughs> them at their best, uh, like you don't take the worst of it, right yeah. any group or whatever, right? Like the best of the best. Every single race, the most beautiful women are amazing. But I would say there there are certain cultures where the men give me a break. <laughs> I'm definitely uh, I would definitely say I'm a little looks. I don't even know what you would say. Looks prejudice against <laughs> men of certain cultures, and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I, <laughs> but not women at all. I feel all. like yeah, I feel like I am too like i think i'll see someone's like <laughs> i can't like it probably comes off as racist but just a blanket statement of i don't see anyone in that culture being attractive right but not but the women but, could be and but, maybe it's because we're heterosexual red-blooded men <laughs> right but, <laughs> that, but, but I, I don't have a problem admitting uh, when there's, there's a good-looking guy i was this this is this has nothing to do with a podcast or movies, but there was a great, uh, I heard this on a podcast and the guy's line where he's just joking. He's like, do you know that, uh, young Japanese girls are really into middle-aged white men? Just like, it's, it's obviously the reverse and it's just comical because like, of course they're not. <laughs> Maybe that's someone's fetish. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> highly Everyone, un- everyone's got their thing. Highly unlikely. Um, don't kink shame. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I never would have thought I'd say Jasmine is my favorite princess. But another thing is, recently, there's been some newer princesses that I think are quite up there. But I always have a hard time letting Besides go. Besides Tangled, who? Well, yeah, I, I like Rapunzel. <laughs> I like Anna, but not enough to say that she's my favorite princess. But I think Rapunzel... She's barely a princess. Rapunzel and Belle and Jasmine quickly climbing up. So I I, I don't know, because Belle is great, but, but she she's but, almost too plain. Even though she, her name means beauty, and I don't think she's ugly or anything, but... I'm not a fan of the hair some of the time. I feel like she needs a makeover some of the time. Her dress is great. I don't like her hair in that dress, though. The yellow dress? Yeah. All right. I don't know what it is. It, 
Yeah, it doesn't I just, do anything for me. Well, whatever. Which is weird because it's not like Jasmine's hair does anything for me either. No, but there is something about crazy black hair that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I'm just thinking, like, would you want to date Jasmine? She seems like a little bit angry, but as soon as she's on good terms with Aladdin. Then she, her yeah, like her wanna, attitude changes. You wouldn't want to piss her off. You wouldn't want to piss her <laughs> off. She's scary. Uh, That's true. But like Rapunzel, I feel like maybe then would be my perfect right. choice. She's playful, but she could be serious. Uh, yeah, I'm not afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> Although she does kind of like try to be intimidating with the hair. Right. But, like, even for Eugene in the scene, he's not affected. He's yeah, not I, yeah, no, Jasmine, I'm a little afraid of her when uh, things don't go her way. Yeah. Like, she's all, like, she's so excited and happy when she's, like, uh, father's gonna t- tell the whole kingdom about the announcement or whatever the line is. Yeah. And they're like, that Jasmine's the best. But the... Yeah other jasmine and it's like okay yeah and there are several scenes because there's um like her confronting jafar being right. like what was his crime right like, yeah like, it's just like really oh, like attitude good night and then uh the, obviously the like i'm not a prize to be won and she just storms off and it's just like everyone's like Ew. so yeah wow. she might be hard to handle <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what i like about her actually no, they're all pretty good, but yeah. Um, maybe I'll I'll save the rest of these till the end. Um, so another thing about doing this monthly, or at least talking about current events, we are in October, and the thing something I've wanted to talk about is just our viewing habits. I tend to watch what is going on at the time right this being october i try to do kind of halloween stuff i'm not much of a horror guy but this is the time of year where i experiment a little <laughs> and I, right. i'll watch more than what i normally would yeah uh, and again it's it's hard if i'm watching something with my wife because it's like Ghostbusters <laughs> is like or Hocus Pocus right and like yeah very mild stuff like she's definitely not into the horror stuff at all yeah I'm not either I do have my there's I kind of don't like the supernatural ones I'm interested in them especially like the big famous ones uh, I just watched a thing, Red Letter Media did a thing on The Exorcist, and I watched it, and I'm like, I feel like I've never seen The Exorcist, I like the music, and it's just like, I feel like I got the gist of it, <laughs> in that like, I that's don't, don't want to see the horrible scenes in it. Yeah, that's the one of those movies I haven't seen, but I feel like I know right everything already and it's just like, I want to see it, I could I see like 95% of it, but certain things, and even now having kids and stuff, I don't want to, I don't like movies with kids getting destroyed and things. So it's just like, so, but like, as far as I do love 
horror movies. Not that I don't think Jaws is a horror movie. No. But uh animals or just things like that. So monster movies. Monster movies. So not that these are all horror movies, but just like if you but like Alien and Alien like, the first Alien I'd call a horror movie. Right. But kind of mild or it's sci-fi big so audience it's kind of wide eyed yeah wide audience appeal, yeah, broad appeal like prometheus i saw this uh crawl movie i liked yeah i love i like the thing that's definitely more hoary yeah but like i'm fine with it with that kind of stuff but like ghosts and things that like yeah like the paranormal activity paranormal stuff. activity movies don't or appeal to me the uh kind of japanese like what pale face dark haired like creepy kids kind of thing right it's like the ring or the grudge or right i don't even know what the new ones are like is insidious like yeah. that I don't i'm know. not i'm not a jump scare guy yeah i i, I can handle think. it after i've seen it once but like the first time and when you just know it's coming and yeah, there's no and there's nothing there's nothing special about it. It's just, yeah. and it's yeah. just like, okay, like where I feel not that I love them, but other jump scares where it's almost like you don't have the music build up and you know, what's coming. Yeah. But like, I think the lamb on the Jeep in Jurassic park is a scare. The first yeah. time, like it's hard to remember, but, and then like there's, and there's the, no music. It's just a thump. Right. Yeah. So, like, things like that. But, like, there's so... It's so... I know I seem so pretentious or, like, whatever. But, like, I feel like I could create some of these scares where it's just, like, person looking one way. And then they turn back and the person's right beside their face or something. Or, like, they look away and they look in the mirror and you see a shadow in the mirror walk by. And it's just, like... I think wasn't that... I I haven't seen either of them, but it chapter two, I right. think maybe even on film junk they're talking about every jump scare is the same. It's going. You think it's gonna happen? It's gonna happen. Doesn't happen. They right. turn around and then that's when it happens. And it's right. just formulaic. Formulaic. Yeah. Like I like, uh not but like uh, signs, like where yeah. you see that alien like at the birthday party. Yes. Like that I feel like that genuinely scared me. That that genuinely scares me now when, when you see the leg, right? Because it's right there in the open. It's real. It's like a a real thing that could happen to you. Right. Just being in a cornfield that's already creepy enough, right. and then you hear it and you see a little bit of something move, and then his reaction. Yeah, signs is great. Like that. Right. And I feel like it's movie. it's I. Just because I can't articulate it doesn't mean I'm not right. <laughs> In that, like, it's better than just a cat jumping yeah. out, right? Where it's just cheap. Yeah. Right? It's There is a level, even Jaws with the, like, head underwater. The yeah. Yeah, and it's just uh, that kind of stuff. And I think there is a musical cue there, but... Yeah, it's like a... <laughs> Like yeah. it's a weird noise. Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business. <laughs> All this kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm not huge on the horror. 
the most horrorish movie, or not horrorish, but Halloween movie that I do revisit that I do like a lot was uh, Monster House. <laughs> I've seen it once on your recommendation. I thought it was. Uh, I think it's just a good dynamic. I think Spielberg produced it. It does have that 80s Amblin feel to it. Yeah. Like, even, like, his stuff. Yeah. I don't know why I don't want ghost stories. I don't... Yeah. Like, or demons and stuff like that. I'm not... I Yeah, those are not Never been into, into it. Um, I don't know what other versions there are. So, I picked up this box set. Uh, from Dollarama for three, maybe four dollars, but it's five DVDs, ten classic horror films. The main one I got it for is Nosferatu, which I have seen. I think it's on YouTube because right. it's like public domain now. Um, but all of the rest I haven't seen. Some of them I've never heard of. Horror Hotel, The Last Man on Earth is i've seen two other versions of it there's i am legend the will smith one and then uh before that there was omega man with charlton heston which i didn't really like that one so last man on earth i think it's uh vincent price dementia 13 which if i recall from the liner notes is francis ford coppola it's it's kind of an interesting mix of movies because yeah they're all old some are black and white i don't think all of them are let me just read the rest the terror the cabinet of dr Kiligari, which i've heard of house on haunted hill which there was a remake with Catherine zeta jones and who else is in that i haven't seen it but night of the living dead so like the original zombie movie mm-hmm. so like uh, Nightmare Castle, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. So, but yeah, stuff like Night of the Living Dead, and I don't know, just these like really classic things. Obviously, these aren't going to be anything like the horror movies today. Uh, I just feel it's worth seeing at least once, and just kind of knowing the roots. Like I got another box set last year that had. The Universal Monster movies, yeah, which I've seen. See that I've I'm seen interested newer in. ones out this year. That it's like, man, I wish I had that one because it has like double the movies. Right. The one I have, it had Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. So four movies. I've seen like twenty bucks at Walmart. There's one with eight, and it's got like Invisible Man and Wolfman and stuff. Yeah, like I see. I am interested in those. Yeah. For some reason. It's just... It's history. It's history, and and they're actually probably pretty good. Yeah, from those four that I got, um, Dracula was a little distracting because I felt it was too close to... Well, maybe the other way around. Dracula Dead and Loving It, the (laughs) Mel Brooks movie. Right. Oh, Count Dracula, allow me to introduce Professor Abraham Van Helsing of London University. He is a doctor of rare diseases as well as theology and philosophy. And gynecology. Oh, I didn't know you had your hand in that too. Is so close to this Bella Lugosi original that like that's all I could think of with certain scenes. Like right. guy gets a paper cut at the beginning and Dracula's like eyeing it. 
but in the Mel Brooks one, it's just like gushing and spraying <laughs> all over it. It's over the top. So right. I just kept being reminded, but, um, no, I, I should actually really check good. those out. That Frankenstein is incredibly well done. Just overall, like I was not expecting it to be so good. Like, yeah. I thought it was going to be cheesy, but it was actually really good. So anyways, yeah, I have, I have an academic interest <laughs> in these movies. Right. Uh, I even the thing I hadn't seen until recently, like right. a couple of years ago. And I think it was around this time I, I put something on Facebook and said, going to watch these. And then people gave some recommendations. No, the thing's amazing. Yeah. It's, I like, I do love, uh, survival and just like isolated movies. Yeah. So it's always, uh, like, uh, alien versus predator. I don't think I've seen alien versus predator. It's kind of the same. It's in the Arctic. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same at all. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's lots of uh, movies I want to watch and I probably won't get to. But, uh, I always have those habits where it's like, this month I'm going to watch movies by this director or with this actor. I'm not whatever. like that at all. The only thing that I would be kind of close to would be Christmas. And not even that I purposely watch christmas movies around christmas it's just i don't watch a ton of christmas movies outside of the christmas time oh yeah right like but but i have been known to watch home alone in the summer Uh, that could not not exception that not regularly but then uh one thing that i do try i would say the one that i'm most keen on kind of set in a tradition is uh groundhog's day i do i've probably watched that for the last four or five years right or i feel like i've missed the past couple yeah on groundhog N- not day. even on but in february sometime i'll yeah. watch it try to but uh yeah yeah it does movies there's something special about that movie yeah that one's good uh and yeah i'm sure in two months time we'll be talking about christmas movies yeah um actually so this is relevant on two fronts right now um i watched as you would have seen from my letterboxed uh pride and prejudice yes which you were talking about on i think an unreleased episode yeah um and i loved it yeah so good so yeah what what are your feelings expand on this uh just all the characters like almost every character i thought was good like there was likable well likable or unlikable depending on how they they want you to feel about something yeah yeah um and yeah so it's the not the mini series but the kira knightley whatever year yeah. 2009 maybe yeah um it's already old yeah I, and i think maybe because it was i knew it was newer and that there was that old bbc series mm-hmm. like this is gonna be garbage or whatever right uh but no i i went into it not knowing anything other than like i know mr darcy's name yeah. and maybe it knew a vague story about 
daughters trying to get married yeah. kind of thing. But uh, yeah, like I love the mom. Like she's hilarious. Mrs. Bennett <laughs> is my favorite character probably in that. She's the so parents good. I love. Yeah, and like uh, Donald Sutherland. That's one he's thing so that good. I missed actually in our crying episode when he finds out that she's in love with uh, Mr. Darcy and then he's like tearing up that really? she's happy that gets me going i i will say i don't think that there was a part that right. made me cry but i i feel like what was i doing oh uh i was preparing my halloween costume there you go so i was kind of preoccupied but i was really into it i was we were even pausing it it's like i got to go do something and pause <laughs> it and come back yeah and then so a very pivotal scene when uh, it's like raining, she's out, she runs away, uh, Lizzie runs away, and then Mr. Darcy comes to her yeah. and tells her his feelings. It's not the very end, but towards yeah. the end. And our DVD starts skipping. Oh, boy. And I'm like, what? And it's just like, it would skip forward a bit, and you'd get a couple of words, and I'd be like, okay, I think I got the gist of that. Right. But then Brenda brings it up on YouTube it's like here and it was way longer than I thought so I was like oh we gotta get a blu-ray of this (laughs) I do also like in that there's the confession of love is not right at the end it's like kind of like two thirds of the way or and then there's it's not a sitcom breakup there's not even that they're together but then there's like a part and then they come back together or whatever and it's uh yeah and back to mrs bennett near the end when uh everyone's getting proposed to <laughs> yeah. and they it's a it's a wonderful shot where they all like look at the camera kind of thing but they're or looking at the doorway and all the girls all her daughters they all naturally look just to their left over their shoulder at the door and she does like a 180 the opposite way <laughs> just because she's so frantic and stuff and it's just like she does it like yeah it, what 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 is it uh it wouldn't be it's not 45 it's not 90, 90 it's not 360s whatever <laughs> what's a three-quarter turn is what she does 270 yeah <laughs> i think yeah or one <laughs> <laughs> so it's you're saying instead of going 90 degrees like it'd be way, like i'm looking at you goes, and i'm gonna look at that way but instead of going like that i go all the way around and look <laughs> that way and it's the it's a beautiful shot like it just shows like her character and like uh i just love that she's like oh my nerves and stuff <laughs> it's just so good mr bennett <laughs> just screaming all the time and how he just lets his wife just like he's so calm and just lets her do her thing. Yeah, it's great. That's, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, uh, talking about good shots. There's the one take, one take through the party. Yeah. And like whenever those are happening and you realize it's happening, then it just like grabs my attention and I'm yeah. just like, is this still going? Yeah. And, oh man, that character's now walking here. Right. And it makes sense. And then you just want to, like, how long is this going on for? Right. Like, I kind of, I didn't do it, but I wanted to rewatch that just for that right. scene. And like, there's, like, a B story in there kind of thing. Like, where, like, the one daughter's playing the piano. Yeah. And then... He's, 
like tells they, her to stop right and then it goes off to something else and he and then it shows her crying right. or whatever and like it's such there's a lot going on but it's you it follows it perfectly right and moves and throughout. i believe i've watched it with commentary i believe it is one shot it like is, there, yeah, yeah. i, I don't i don't think there are fake cuts or hidden cuts yeah uh no so it's yeah, that's awesome i uh, do love uh it's she's there's what's her name lizzie Kira knightley she's a unique looking person I find it fascinating people that aren't generically good looking that are good looking. Like I feel yeah. like j- there's so many. Brenda people. always comments on her mouth, how weird it, her mouth is. It is. It is a hundred percent weird or weird, just not usual. Yeah. But like, this is I always complain. I'm such a psycho. But like, talking, I I say, I can't. But like. I'm not that impressed by people that can sing. Yeah. In that, like, <laughs> unless you're singing, like, Andre Bocelli, get out of here, because I know so many people that can sing. Yeah. Right? And it's just, like, we talked about uh, Inside Lewin Davis, right? He's not a professional musician. Yeah. But he could be. Yeah. Like, that. he's amazing. And there's so many movie stars, and obviously it's in the same realm or whatever, but, like, Robin Williams, like he could do amazing voices and all these things, right? Like all these comedians, like Jimmy Fallon and stuff. Like he, he's good. At he can sing, and yeah, but, he <laughs> like he can, right? So that kind of stuff, I'm like, you got to be. Not that I'm not impressed, and I would love to be able to do just generic singing well, but like when people are like, oh, they're a good singer, it's like, yeah, but there's a ton of people that can do that. And I feel like generic, good-looking person, people that are like, when you buy a picture frame, and they're, <laughs> yeah. right? There's yeah. And it's just like, it's everywhere. Like, just clothing models yeah. in a uh, department store. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. And they all the women and all the men, they all look like they were former football slash cheerleaders. Like, but they all kind of have the same look yeah. where I like once in a while, Kira Knightley, she has a unique look to her and she's not ugly. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like yeah, a unique look that is not. It's yeah. good because they address it in the story that right. like her sister is the good looking one. Right. But it's like Kira Knightley's one of the sisters. So right. like you, you need to have someone. So they have uh, Rosamund Pike. Right. And it's like, objectively, yeah, you could probably say that she is more like classically right. good looking. She's blonde, whatever. She's more got, likely like, to be cast as a Disney princess. Yeah, like she's <laughs> got the feminine features or whatever. So it's like, no, it's good casting. And it's funny because even all the other sisters, maybe not the youngest one, but uh, there's... Carrie Mulligan is one of them. Right. Uh, like, she can be good looking. <laughs> <laughs> but in this, I feel like they just downplay it. And then the the next one is uh, Jenna Malone, which she's not great looking. Like, she's in, uh, I think she's the girl in Donnie Darko. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Saved. She kind of right. looks like... Um, 
what's her name from Twilight? She's like the poor man's. The main one? Yeah. Isn't it Kirsten something? Kirsten Kirsten. something. Kirsten. It's not Kirsten Bell, but that's that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Uh, Stewart. Kristen Stewart. The poor man's Kristen Stewart. Which actually, speaking of Halloween, my first vampire movie of the month, watched Twilight for the first time. Oh, good night. Which I did not think was as bad as everyone says. I think but it's pro- also not good. I assume it's right in the middle for me. I've only seen the first one, and I've heard about all the other ones. I, I probably won't watch the other ones. And but it, I owed it, it to I myself s- to watch one. I assume they only get worse. I uh, would think so. But yeah. Anyways, uh, but so other thing about Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. The reason, <laughs> another reason why I watched it, apart from your recommendation. Was I also bought Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I was like, before I watch this, I, I feel like I need to watch the real thing. Yeah. Because I did start to read the, the graphic novel, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I assume there's some sort of joke that's happening here, but I don't get it. So... Yeah, I wanted to watch the movie, and then I watched this, and I was actually kind of surprised how much of, how serious it was. You would think it would be like, oh, there's zombies, it's obviously not taking itself seriously. But, if you take away the zombies, which (laughs) sounds stupid for the title, but if you take it away, it would be a decent Pride and Prejudice movie. Really? Like, it stays so close to it, and then there's a couple scenes with it. So the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, what is even the point of this? Mm-hmm. Like, it it sets up kind of a background that there's this whole war going on around them, so it changes the world that they're in, and every now and then there's a zombie thing. But there's not even that much of it in it. it the only thing it does is it sets up a pretty good ending where, in the original, Mr. Darcy just pays for the one sister mm-hmm. I guess but then in this he actually goes to rescue her because Mr. Beckett is it? Whatever the military guy doesn't run away with her he steals Wingham her. or Beckett? Wickham Wickham, Wickham. Uh, yeah he anyways not to spoil anything I don't know if anyone would care but <laughs> he like basically steals her Elizabeth goes into like the the war zone to save her and then Darcy tells her oh that town oh it was destroyed and she's like oh and he's like sorry for your loss and then goes off and then she finds out oh it wasn't destroyed he's actually going to save her so it gives it's a good reveal of like oh Darcy's a good guy right. and he's going to do this thing. So that that was like the only payoff I really saw was that he's going into the lion's den to that, save the sister. It's funny what you're talking about. Like it reminds me of all this stuff, but Mr. Darcy's character, like of like not just doing what is right, don't not making a fanfare of it, and if people don't give you credit, who cares? Type of thing, just like head down. There is a movie uh, called Open Country. It's like three hours long. It's an old western. And the main character in that is the same type of thing. Where it's just like steadfast. And like 
uh, yeah, won't do, he won't dance for people type of thing, where it's like, he's excellent with training horses, but like, when people are demanding it of him, won't do it, but by himself, he'll do it type of thing. It's like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tend to do something if someone asks me. Out of spite. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I think spite is great. I think spite should be... Taught in, in schools. In taught in schools, <laughs> put more into our culture. Uh, I think uh, spite has a bad name. But uh, You give spite a bad name. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, the, and, uh, there's in the same vein as old time Religion. romance, uh, yeah, there's a new, uh, Little Women coming out and I've just oh. recently saw the first one or not the first one, but I guess it was in the nineties, Christian Bale's in it. Yeah. And that too. Rider. That, there's tons of people in that. That too, Susan's five Ryan. out of five, amazing. Brenda watches that at Christmas because I think it, there's a couple Christmases in it. Yeah, I've seen it maybe once, and I wasn't as into it as I'm not. I think yeah, Pride and Prejudice is more engaging and uh, grabs a hold of you. But I do like long stories type of yeah. thing. It feels longer probably than that movie actually is, but. A lot it of time, over yeah, a long period. A lot time. of time passes, and it's great. I, I hate that. Uh, I'm worried about the Kirsten new one. Dunst is like the young sister, and then right. she's replaced with someone else older. Yeah, but then it seems like no one else aged. Yeah, it it's weird when they do stuff like that, where it's just plus like, just what happens with her and Christian Bale is weird, but whatever. Yeah, but uh, I'm a little concerned about the new one. Not that I'm who's a, in that a big. I don't know, but not that I'm not that I'm a big Little Women fan. <laughs> little Women head. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen it now probably one and a half times, but I did love it. But I just feel like it's gonna be some. That's twist on like. That's what I thought with this Pride and Prejudice. Right. Though. I exactly. I had my uh, preconceived notions of what it. I honest the quality that it would be. Right. I don't even know if, like, I don't even know if I re- recall Brenda watching it. Like, we we own it. I don't know if I ever remember her watching it. So I was never like I'll watch anything. I don't mind Nicholas Sparks, <laughs> chick flicks, right? Whatever. Like, if it's on, I'll have a preference of what I want to watch in a moment, but. If something's on, I'll just watch anything. Yeah, I'm not that open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess to an extent there are some, but yeah. Unless it's something I have seen and I know I don't like it. Yeah. I'll give anything a chance. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, kind of. I feel like that's the only way I'll ever watch Last Jedi. If it's on. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I cannot see my body physically enabling the TV <laughs> to play that again. Yeah. See, I got an email too for oh. for you. Uh, let me just pull it out here. Uh, now, this came in late, 
So I don't know if you were. I haven't been checking the inbox. Okay, well, it was getting filled up and stuff, and it's funny enough from our good friend uh, Johnny, and Johnny writes, Adam, I've been reviewing, loving the show, and I've been reviewing both yours and Nathan's letterbox good numbers reviews star ratings Mm -hmm. and i'm concerned about your mental health i'm doing this as a fellow film lover and i'm just worried that someone that likes movies so much can be so far off in their understanding of what makes a good movie and he just he gives me five movies here that he uh just casually looking through your uh, ratings and just questions what's going on upstairs and there's a lot of stuff about Bell let's talk and people's mental health and he's just (laughs) concerned just trying to get the conversation started just get the conversation started and uh, he said he's seen Joker lately and there's a lot of mental health issues there so he's just wanting to see what is going on with you so, I'll just, how about I just read the list of movies sure. and their star rating beside it out of five. Okay. And then, I think me just looking at these numbers, if this is true, I, I'll have to double check. But if these numbers are true, I have to sympathize or acknowledge Johnny as... I'll, if if I think any of those numbers are <laughs> off, I may have to revisit them, but... I, I can I'm sure I can defend right. any of my ratings I've given. Right. And it's not it's not even necessarily that these are bad ratings. It's with coming from you are a little shocking specifically. Okay. So the first one, Iron Man, four star. Yeah. Not a five star. Odd. No. No. Gladiator, four star, not a five star. Yeah. Lion King. Three and a half star. Yeah. <coughs> Not five star. No, nope, very La La Land. Three and a half star. So that's... See, that's what's glaring. Not that La La Land is not a three and a half, but La La Land is the same as Lion King. Yeah. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp, four stars. So just to make clear, Ant-Man and the Wasp is equal to Iron Man and Gladiator... And yeah. greater than La La Land, which I don't care about. But Ant-Man and the Wasp, in your mind, and in your rating world, is better than 1994's Disney's The Lion King. I enjoy it more than Lion King, yes. <laughs> well, and as we've talked... Johnny, I don't know what... <laughs> if you can send some medication our way... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to tell you. For someone to write 3.5 on The Lion King and Ant-Man and the Wasp, (laughs) a four-star, I don't know what to tell you. I think sometimes my ratings are out of whack. It's just like when you see, when you think your life's all screwed up but then you see someone else and you feel a little <laughs> bit better about yourself i feel a little bit better about myself when i look at adam star ratings uh i i'll quote you 
something you've said. I wish people could enjoy life as much as I do. Well, th- I, I would agree. And you're not enjoying Lion King as much as everyone else seems to. My Lion King rating is making a statement. To borrow a phrase from Frank, <laughs> I'm making a statement that it's not as good as everyone says it is, uh, and and even Iron Man, I feel four stars is me See, that's putting it in, in its place because people always say it's the best of the Marvel, but no, I think the, it's the, in the top. The best five. have come after, and it is good. I'm not saying it's not, but it's not. Uh, it's not uh, close to perfect. It's just film. interesting that you're such a Marvel head, and Iron Man is not given more, even like a four point five. To say like no, you're full f- star away from a fuck. See, to me, the half stars are more a deduction than an increase. I, I rarely will say this is a four star. No, I'll bunk, bump it up to a four and a half. It's more of a, you were a five, but I'm deducting a half. See, it's interesting because I, I remember being in school and outside of like math class where things are right or wrong, just like getting upset when you get a lower mark and in my mind thinking, well, what's wrong with it? So like yeah. coming in thinking... This is perfect, theoretically. Like, you have to do a presentation to the class. Ten minutes. Okay. Do you, As a teacher, do you start at 0% or 100% and knock down or bump up? And once in a while, I think of star ratings where it's like, yeah, what's wrong with it? I got to find something wrong with it to deduct something instead of what's good about it to bump it up. Not that that's perfect and not that that makes any sense, but Lion King, three and a half. So it's a seven out of ten. It's 70%. It's a B. Seven out of ten, that's that's a fine score. It's a B. You know what? It's a B. Lion King is a B? We've, <laughs> we've, stay tuned because we've already recorded our Lion King right. episode. I don't know why you're, Johnny's bringing this up already. But Johnny, <laughs> if that is his real name. I might I might have mispronounced it. I think it's Johan. Johan. Um, I have a couple of emails. Actually, you know what? I posted this on Twitter. Let's go through those. Um, so at Kmart dot ha, whoever that is, on Twitter says, in your BVS episode, were either of you swayed by the other side's? argument hashtag ask line of sight i feel like with any debate when you prepare you only become stronger in your own side right i would say i was not persuaded as to think it's a bad movie but you did bring up things that like yeah that's bad that's bad but I just still feel the good, right? Like, you can win a football game, you can win a hockey game, and screw up a lot still, and still make it through and still win. And I feel like Batman versus Superman is still a win. It took a beating. It takes a beating, (laughs) but it still 
at the end, it's still the champ. And there, I think there's tons wrong with it. Like, the, their obsession with, like... Okay, I, well, we just got off talking about star ratings. Right. There's tons wrong with it. And you gave it a four and a half. Well, I feel like that's me making a statement. <laughs> it probably deserves a four. But it's just, like, the good... Okay, what's worse? Like, what is the more... I feel like this is, like, judging dives. Where, like, there it's the difficulty level. Like, what's worse? Them being obsessed and keep commenting about that there's no civilians in the area. And it's after the work day. And, like, make it... Like, I think it's, like, three or four times. What is worse? Does, is that, like, a 10% off or whatever you want to call it? Like, all these stupid little comments. Versus an actual theme of superman being all powerful and not being able to do what's right and not being able to save everyone and cause an effect and sometimes doing the right thing causes harm and all this stuff like reaching for the goals of an actual theme versus okay you have some stupid dialogue here and there i think what uh, what makes it worse or so what makes one it better thing, because we were just talking about the one movie right and every now and then you'd try and bring in hating on marvel <laughs> not even hating but just downplaying it which it wasn't about that so i didn't fully defend it to the extent i could uh but re-listening to the episode like we're not even re-listening well i guess well, re-listening you edited it yeah. we yeah i edited it and then after posting it listen to it <laughs> again because uh I'm nothing if not vain. <laughs> that is one thing. The podcast, not knowing your voice, you can just re-listen. And it's just like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it's it's 50% quality control, 50% me just wanting to hear the sound of my own voice. Right. But listening to it again, there were definitely a lot of moments where it's like, I should have said this. Like I have de- more, right. I have more defense for certain things, and even now I can't think of it. But if if we were to do a commentary on that episode, it would just become a whole other like yeah. <laughs> debate of. We'll do stuff. that yearly <laughs> for all time. We are only gonna have uh, forty eight episodes, and we will just continually <laughs> right add rotate commentary on them. Uh, I, I think fifty two. Yeah, fifty two weeks. I don't know. What would be to uh, continue with at what's his name? Uh, Milk forty five. It was at Kmart dot Kmart. Uh, so yes. What movie? Do you have any movies that you hated the first time now that you love, or vice versa? Even loved and then hated. I feel loved and then now hate. Or not even hate, but don't, don't like, like as much. As much. That's I think that's mostly with the kid stuff. Where yeah. it's just like, yeah, I liked it when I was 10. But like, yeah. actually, like, within your 20s and 30s, you used to love it. Or vice versa, too. One for me, uh, Gladiator came out in 2000. So, like, 16, 15, whatever. Didn't like it the first time. And then grew to love it i don't love it i feel like i've gone back and forth like i I really liked it when it first came out because of the action right and then watching it again years later it's like this isn't that good 
Right. And then, like I just watched it recently, yeah. and thought, no, it's this is a good movie. It's yeah. not perfect. It's not. It's great. not perfect. I wouldn't have expected it to win best picture. Yet it, it is weird what wins. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. No, that's one that always sticks in my mind of like, almost, like, not hating it, but just complaining about it. Uh, a friend of mine like taped it off the movie channel on VHS, and so that was the first time I watched it. Just like, uh, yeah. And then... I feel like the Oscar movies are the ones I'm more likely to hate if I haven't seen them, and they win a lot, a lot of Oscars, and mm-hmm. it's like something that I have seen doesn't win, then I have a grudge against it, even though I have I haven't seen it. Usually, I haven't seen it for a reason. Like it doesn't appeal to me. Like it's not something. Right the one chance I have to go out to a movie, I'm not going to waste on that. Yeah. So usually that's when I start to have those grudges. So maybe there's those movies where, uh, I think one was Moulin Rouge when that came out, that was a big thing at the Oscars. There was all these parties going on just for that movie. Right. And I was like, this movie looks dumb. I don't like it. But then watching it's like, this is delightful. I know. I like musicals. At the beginning of this episode, I was complaining about like, making suggestions for people and them not taking them. Yeah. <laughs> and I am probably completely guilty of that yeah. too. So it is just completely hypocritical. Everyone's telling me that I'm going to love the greatest showman and I've almost bought it on the Blu-ray. And then it's just like, eh, you won't, I don't know. You won't regret it. I won't. I heard some of the music and that's one that I, didn't I think I love. will like it a lot. I just don't know if I love I didn't love first time round, but I love it now. I think I will I was very end critical up liking the first it. time, and I was like, "This is fine," but there's all this that. This I don't is fine. Like. This is good. But then you watch it here. again and again, and that is one of the ones that you could rewatch because once you you have the story and the pacing, and right. you're just watching it for the the, the spectacle. Yeah. Then that that's what it is for, uh, and and then once you've seen it, then watch. I don't even know if it's on the Blu-ray, but. There's uh, videos of kind of behind the scenes, not even behind the scenes, but when they were trying to get that movie made, hmm. um, them pitching stuff. And Hugh Jackman had surgery on his nose because oh, he really? had cancer. Oh. And he had it removed from his nose. So there's this video. He wasn't allowed to sing because moving your mouth around or whatever right. just your body so he actually has like almost a prosthetic over his nose so it looks like he has a fake nose on he's not supposed to be singing but then so there's kind of a guy kind of standing in to sing his parts and then uh so they're doing not a rehearsal but like uh this pitch meeting and the one guy's starting to sing the song but then it's, it's kind of like the finale of the movie so then he starts singing and it starts really quiet, but it's like a really emotional song. Like it's more emotional in this pitch meeting than it is in the movie, I feel. Hmm. And it's so good. From now on, what's waiting till tomorrow starts tonight? Starts tonight. Then this promise in me start like an anthem. From now on, from 
And then there's another video, same time. He's not even in the song, like he it's it's the ensemble mainly singing. And he is like <laughs> not in tears, but like he's getting so emotional about right. the song. Like he even reaches out and holds someone's hand. And there's a point where he just like he does like this little hand gesture and like <laughs> I'm losing it, like, <laughs> and it's so good. Watch the movie and then watch those videos because, like, they're almost better than the whole movie because it makes me love Hugh Jackman even more than I already do, which mm. is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, that, hey, there's another great example of a, a guy that can sing. And uh, dance. He, he can and, do everything. Yeah, he's one multi-talented. Here's my next one from uh, Twitter. <laughs> Their handle is at Open Your Eisner. <laughs> they say I'd like to hashtag Ask Line of Sight where I can donate to your podcast. I love the show <laughs> and want to support it. Um. Cur currently we don't have uh, <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> we're privately funded yeah uh, spare no expense <laughs> currently we don't have a way apparently so it's hosted on anchor and there is a way to do that sort of thing monetize yeah but it's only in the US so right. we couldn't even do it if we wanted to but uh, maybe down the road we'll we'll, uh, we'll sell some t-shirts yeah, yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. It's just for the love of the cast right now. We we don't yeah. we don't want to get too corporate and too uh, too. We just want to keep connected with the people and not let this get to our heads. The fame. Well, yeah, and uh, I guess our answer to that is kind of also that's what the question of the next email. Uh, we got an email from David T. Oh, asking, okay. uh, why are you doing this? And I don't know if he means, why are you doing this to my ears and violating them, or why are you doing this podcast? But uh, <laughs> I think uh, to sum it up uh, in the word, the immortal words of Peter Parker in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Because uh, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So it's uh it's something it, to do. It is something to do. <laughs> I think it's the law now that everyone has to at least attempt a podcast once in their life. Yes. If you don't have a blog, you need a podcast. I right. Is the, the official law. And yeah, just thinking like, I don't want to write movie reviews and make attempts at correct grammar. I'd rather <laughs> just spew my nonsense here and people can interpret. You'd rather talk words. <laughs> I'd rather talk the words. I have the best words, uh, but yeah, I look. It, it is such not work, where it's just like the only thing that's work is not going to bed on time. That's the <laughs> only thing that's. Uh, but no, it's super easy to talk about stuff and yeah. all the stupid observations that I've made to myself. 
being able to articulate it. Yeah. And it's funny, yeah, because otherwise, I mean, you and I could meet weekly. Right. I doubt we would if we didn't have a reason. Like, right. Th- this somehow makes it official. Yes. Like a reason to and I've, try. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like doing it on your own, I would have already quit. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, okay. You... Although, I mean, listening to others... Uh, one of our followers has a podcast where he records in the car. I drive to work every day. That's a half hour there, a half hour back. I could easily right. just podcast in my car. Uh, I don't know what I'd talk about. but right. uh, Oh, I would love to do more podcasting on different topics. Uh, but uh, Yeah, I wouldn't have as much uh, to say about other things. Yeah. But it's funny, yeah, because I, I wouldn't get these thoughts out... If I didn't do this every now right. and then I'll, I'll have a, a little something to put on Facebook right. and no one appreciates it. <laughs> Not that, no. So far, no one's appreciating this podcast, but I appreciate I, it. I feel like this will be, this whole experiment will be, uh, will be long dead and then it will be discovered <laughs> and become something special. I thought you were going to quote the last Jedi. That uh, I would never the, do that. This would like be that. the. This is the spark that will light the fire that will burn the hemorrhoids something. forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the burning of the hemorrhoids. Uh, no, it's uh, no quoting. It is. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's fun. I look forward to doing it every week and it's just like so far it's worked out and I think you just have to decide to make it force it to happen yeah. right like it's just like you could like today at five o'clock I had a headache and I was tired and it's just like I could easily cancel this and then it's just like just have some Tylenol drink some clearly Canadian and just man up and yeah yeah I feel like my cold has gone away. It was cured by the podcast. I, yeah. I feel like I sound better now than I did ever. two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, maybe ever. Uh, last email that I got from D. Gale. Uh, this one is specifically for you. Oh, boy. Nathan, you admit to being wrong about certain statements in your Disney episodes. Oh, they're bringing up Batman again. Are you also willing to admit you are wrong about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice after you agreed with so many of Adam's points about why it is dumb? Agree? What does that mean? I feel like I understand where D is coming from. Uh, the big D? <laughs> I Listening to that, there, there are a lot of times when you're agreeing with, uh, with some statements I'm making. Yeah, no, I... I well I yeah there certainly is but it's just on the whole it's just you have lots of circumstantial evidence but I did not kill that woman is <laughs> like it still comes down to it is good and the high highs outweigh the dumb the low lows I feel are in every superhero movie that's the problem like I think the, the, the stupid things that I don't like about the movie, certain things about Lex Luthor, I s- repeated myself, but the, 
like, okay, we're going to make such a point about, like, that civilians aren't dying. That kind of stuff, I feel, is in Marvel, all the DC stuff. It's even in uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman stuff, where, like, there's so many dumb lines where it's just, like, uh, Dark Knight Rises. It's like, this is peacetime. And it's just like, they're going to get rid of Gordon. It's like, no one talks like this. It's like, there's so many dumb things. And the fact that people forget, let those movies slide, there's so many dumb night things, even in The Dark Knight, where like how the uh, all the bank criminals are talking at the beginning. It's just like, we forgive it. So it's like, because the rest of it is so good. And I think Batman wow. versus Superman is the same thing. Where, <laughs> not that it's that level, where... I would say Batman versus Superman is better than Dark Knight Rises. Not Dark Knight, not Batman Begins, the third one. Third one's pretty weak. And can I just say another thing? No. Before you interrupt, <laughs> if you would please, Adam, shut up for one second and let me get a word in edgewise. Uh, the fact, what, do, what are your feelings on the title, The Dark Knight Rises? when the previous movie is called The Dark Knight? Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> Not a fan. So, I, I, I Adam part one, it. Adam part two, Adam rises. Like, it's just like, it's well, so... Well, no, it's not even that. It's, I know. It's Batman Begins. The Dark Knight, I mean, that's just a name he's known by. Right. So, so it's, why it's, is it even it's a meaningless Dark Knight title. Rises and not Batman Rises? Like right, it could have been anything. Like they should. I understand the verb rises and what it has to do with what happens in it. He literally rises out of pit to add one word. Whatever it's got to add one word to a title to make that the second. Although I appreciate the Dark Knight Rises in terms of length of a title compared to Batman. Letter V, Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. I take Batman or Dark Knight Rises any day over that, title-wise. Uh, in a vacuum, I agree. <laughs> if Dark Knight doesn't exist, but since it does exist, and we live in a world where the, both those movies exist, then it makes the Dark Knight Rise a bad title. When do they... F- this is completely off track of what this is talking about, but do they call Superman Superman in Man of Steel? I don't think so. Like, she begins to say She begins to say, and then, like, a microphone feedback happens. Right, but I think... So, it's almost... No, I think they might... Or at the very end, is it, like, on the the general or something, but, yeah, definitely in the next movie. they. But it's just weird, then, Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman... If in a vacuum, if you only had those two, it's like, who's Superman? Right. <laughs> no, for sure. There's lots of things like that, I feel, where it's just, uh, like, even Wonder Woman. I don't think they ever say Wonder Woman. No. And, but, and you, uh, don't, you don't really need to. Where you're talking to the audience. Like, so much, there's so many movies like that where it would be incoherent, but the audience understands what's going on. Uh, yeah. Dead Air. That was the other title for our show. 
one of the... We had a few. Uh, there were a few that uh, I was spitballing, and they all existed. And even line of sight still exists. But when I looked, there was like two other right. that I could see. One of them, it's not active, and it was short, short-lived. And I was like, what's this crap? Yeah. There's another one that's like tabletop gaming or something. Right. I swear I saw one, and it was like the last one episode published, 2012 or something. Yeah. And then, but then it feels like they've recently relived themselves. Relived themselves? Resurrected themselves. Uh, risen? Risen? Rised? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I forget what some of the other ones were. I think, um, something like, I'm no expert, or we're no expert, or something to that effect, which is taken all over the place, and I, I could, retract that statement because we are experts in most of the things we're talking about. I, I actually, in a stubborn way, not that we're experts, but what makes... Like, it's the same, what makes uh, someone qualified to talk about anything outside of, like, real topics, like being doctors or a lawyer. But, like, yeah. outside of that, it's just, like, sportscasters, what what do they do? They just, just watch, watch a lot of sports. sports. <laughs> and it's like, okay, and you that's fine. But, like, you have past players, okay... But all the broadcasters are yeah. just, they've watched a ton of sports or are good at talking about nothing about sports. and like, Or they don't even need to know anything about sports. They're just good on TV. Right. And they can mediate a yeah. conversation. Exactly. And talking about movies, it's just like, yeah, I'm as qualified as the next guy and just as unqualified as the next guy too. <laughs> just, yeah, well, here we go. But one thing I would give us credit for, if I could uh, toot our own horns, uh, that we try to pay attention to things, where yeah. I feel like I'm not, I'm no film critic in that sense of like academic, but I'm not just not paying attention, where I feel like there's so many people that watch a movie and it's like, I have no clue what happened or it's like, well, no, you got to pay attention. Yeah, if we're talking about stuff I've specifically, if I've rewatched it, then I'm paying attention for the discussion. There are definitely movies that, especially ones I've seen before, I'll be on my phone or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh So, but yeah, in, in this case, I, yeah, I'm paying attention and, but (laughs) even, uh, some of our Disney ones, like Beauty and the Beast, we did not rewatch and we go into insane detail about things right like (laughs) uh yeah it's we've seen these things many many times but uh the ones we haven't seen as much yeah i'll i'll definitely pay attention more than i might on a regular watch um i feel like this is wrapping it up i think another future episode i don't think we need to do it tonight uh, but uh, just our movie watching habits, but then also movie collecting and yeah. that whole world of physical versus digital and how you store your movies and how you let people borrow your movies, etc., yeah. etc. Et because I think you have more for sure. I 
need to find out how many I have. But once you get, <laughs> once they're organized, then and you have a good amount, then it's just like it's hard to keep track, and then people borrow and then they're gone forever. Yeah. So you gotta, yeah. Yeah, that'll be down the road. Uh, that's one we can easily talk about. Um, keep those emails and uh, tweetings. Yeah, coming. we read them all, even though we get a ton. So we, we just do read them all. Those that small selection of the many, many. We, we will got. have a purely email exclusive episode. Um, I feel like we've said our email line of sight pod at gmail.com on twitter we're at line of sight pod and instagram we've never mentioned instagram i don't think because nothing that's been released so far had the instagram account yet as far as i'm aware right so what's that i believe it's line of sight pod at line of sight pod awesome yeah, and we will actually and get we're a on web Facebook. and we are going to get a web page. Mm. That's yeah. It's going to happen. That's big time. Yeah. That yeah, that's when you've hit the big times. Then uh yeah, maybe then the fame will get to our heads once we have a .com to ourselves. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> we're we're pretty big. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh I meant to. I actually meant to do this at the beginning of the episode. Maybe I'll re-record it. That this episode will be number five for October fifteenth. I meant to do a whole real introduction because this is the first time we've actually known when it was going to come out. Oh yeah. But we blew that. So, uh, other thing. What should we call this type of episode? Apparently I had a good idea and we didn't write it down. Um, what would you label this? I was thinking as we were talking, when you were talking and I wasn't listening, <laughs> that it was, uh, you could just do, at, if we do these once a month-ish, you could just say October thoughts, November thoughts. <laughs> so, yeah. Gonna, I want, that is the idea is to have the month and probably the year right and a little something so yeah. uh, doesn't even have to be a play on line of sight it could just be talking random thoughts talking off the top of my head off the top of our heads as I was saying etc <laughs> etc um, et et yes so uh, include that in your uh, daily emails that we receive all the time. Mm-hmm. Give us five star reviews or none at all. <laughs> we accept nothing less. <laughs> yeah, five or nothing. Uh, although, if you're giving us less than five, you probably haven't listened this far. So you quit a long time ago and have left your one star. See, I wonder how people are rating that. We're all five so far. Right. I think we got three. <laughs> uh <laughs> I feel, yeah, Women I wonder how they're, me. Are, are they rating how they feel or how good it is? <laughs> I, the quality of the first one is not good. The sound quality. Yeah. 
We'll have to. I feel like I might be able to fix that a bit because I did have to compress it a bit more to upload it because it was so long. Right. But now I know a way to, to get around that. So it is like I'll even listening to bit. Little Mermaid, it is better. But I still think we can continue to tweak and uh, maybe buy better equipment and have better rooms. But I think it's better. Like eventually get better equipment. Yeah, it's it's. It sounds fine for now. The past couple have been great. The first one had its own issues, but uh, we're over that now. So hopefully people didn't just listen to that one and think these guys don't know what they're doing. No, no. I think we're going to hit it big around episode 10 or 11. That's going to really take off. And then people will dive deep into the archives before they go behind a paywall. Right. Yes. Something I didn't even mention that I was going to. I will be heading down to Disney in about two weeks' time. Mm. So that was... So send, put your address out here so people can rob your house. Yes. So come by. Uh... <laughs> Take whatever you want. <laughs> Just clean up after yourselves. Um, yeah. So th- probably next month we'll do uh, a Disney Parks episode. Right. Where we should just review the movies of the Disney parks. You're not going to Epcot, but I would love to. I've been there a few times, right. so I know it. Yeah, well. and I'm not going right now either. So, uh, but we can do review uh, all the 360 movies, <laughs> the China, Canada impressions to France. Yeah, not France. 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 So look forward. I feel like we've been closing this episode down for a half an hour. Uh, It's been a good while, yeah. So we will say goodbye for now. Enjoy the rest of your October 2019. I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from its slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise he did the monster mash. The it was a graveyard smash. He it caught on in a flash. He did the, he did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast, the ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrodes. They did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the Igor on chains back by his baying hounds The coffin bangers were about to arrive With their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five They played the Monster Mash It was a graveyard smash We had caught on in a flash They played the Monster Mash Fifteen oh five toilet flush. <laughs> right on time. <coughs> right on time every time.